0: And of audio life. Pop Last month, when Turkey shot down a Russian jet on the Turkish-Syrian border, it sparked fears of a major war. Since the two major world wars, the world has generally seen a decrease in the number of international conflicts, at least in the past few decades. However, According to recent data, the number of conflict related deaths and fatalities is rising again. To tell us more about whether conflicts are becoming ever present around the world, we're very pleased to have joining us John Andrews, a consultant editor for The Economist and author of The World in Conflict Understanding the World's Trouble Spots. Hello. Well, thank you so much for joining us, John. Uh, first, your book, uh, The World in Conflict, Understanding the World's Trouble Spots. How did you uh, come to write this uh, book?
1: Well, I've always been very interested in the Middle East because my background originally was as an Arabist. and I used to live in the Middle East. World, because what has happened is that you know there are now very very few instances of wars between states. Instead, you have wars between states and non-state actors. They are insurgents. They are rebel groups. And of course, latterly they've become Islamist groups such as
0: um, ISIS, the Islamic State in uh, in Iraq and Syria. As you say, you've uh, had a lot of experience covering these conflicts around the world, including in the Middle East. Uh, throughout the decades, have you seen now sort of uh, a perceptible change in how these conflicts are formed and how persistent they are?
1: Yes, I think there are a lot of reasons why you get a conflict. I mean, there's ideology, there is religion, there's a search for for resources or competition over resources, and these factors tend to actually to overlap. You you can't really pin it down to one particular issue. If you look at, for example, the conflict that Britain had in Northern Ireland Mm. between Protestants and Catholics actually that was partly really in its origin about civil rights and about the employment prospects for Roman Catholics. You know, most conflicts actually have a rather complex and difficult um, origin and then they become simplified into slogans. And so you have, now you have, I know, Christians versus Muslims, for example. Um, and you have the idea, you know, Samuel Huntington, a uh, great uh, American um, political scientist, came up with this thesis of the clash of civilizations. Mm. And we like to imagine that that's not really true, but, you know, it could become a self fulfilling uh, prophecy.
0: Then, although it is a sensitive topic and people talk about the religion of Islam, uh, Is that a factor in this? Uh, I know that in the West there's been this debate about the nature of Islam and how it has led to a rise in uh, whether you're talking about terrorist attacks or conflict-related deaths.
1: Well, uh, yeah, it is, as you say, a very um, hot topic these days. But uh, in fact, of course, there are different versions of Islam. And if you go back to the the last Caliphate, it was the Ottoman Caliphate, Mm. That was actually very peaceable and very relaxed about things like you know, music and, and uh, alcohol and so on. Um, with now you have this very austere form of, of Islam being promoted by Islamic State, which actually has its roots in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the ideology that uh, the Islamic State is putting forward, in a way, it, it's so similar to the official ideology. Saudi Arabia, the Wahhabi right. or you know, Salafist ideology. I don't want to exaggerate that because I mean the Saudis are not going around uh, you know killing Shiites even though they are Sunni. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, uh, you know there are similarities.
0: When you mention the non-state actors, and we can go back. Before even Al Qaeda, and of course, as you mentioned, uh, the emergence of ISIS or other groups like Boko Haram, is that sort of the explanation why you actually see a decrease in in clashes between state actors, but the the number of deaths because of conflicts actually rise? Uh,
1: yes, uh, well, I don't think the decrease uh, of wars between states is is connected. I think that's okay. a factor of uh, the end of the Cold War so that you have more and more trade interlinks. Uh, but I think the rise of, uh, of the Islamist extremism is certainly uh, the reason for the, the uptick in casualties because uh, previously you had a, 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 very, a great downward slide in the number of deaths and, uh, and, and wounded in conflict. I mean, you know, we mm-hmm. have lived in a pretty peaceable world since the end of the Korean War, the end of the Vietnam War. Cold War, and that's now changing because of this spread of, of an extreme version of Islam.
0: Well, speaking of uh, the Korean War, I, although people here in Korea are certainly... Uh, concerned about the uh, developments in the Middle East, the the, uh, the attacks uh, in Paris and whatnot. The, this is still a country that is technically in a state of war with North Korea. The, the conflict-related deaths maybe not significant, but how do you view, as a journalist, as someone who's been observing conflicts around the world, the situation in Korea?
1: You know, it's incredibly difficult. I was in Seoul um, just a year ago, and, uh, you know, you, you wouldn't imagine if you were in South Korea that there was any uh, Obviously there is and the threat is simply the unpredictability of the leadership of the regime in in North Korea now if you factor in um, the, the the fact that you know North Korea with nuclear weapons the Russia with nuclear weapons China with nuclear weapons uh, it is a, obviously the, the, an area of the world perhaps the sole area of the world in which if there is a mistake it could be genuinely catastrophic Right, and I think that Psychological weapon that the North uses. Um, you know, if 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 someone is mad, then how do you deal with them? And uh, I don't imagine that King Dong Un is actually mad, but um, um, you know what I mean. It, it, right. It's it's the psychological threat.
0: The final question here, and you mentioned uh, this uh, clash of civilizations. Uh, people have been talking about the, the, the Turkish bombing of the, the Russian jet as perhaps the Archduke Ferdinand assassination moment. Do you believe we are at risk for a major scaled conflict involving many people, most people around the world?
1: Well, I certainly hope not. And, in fact, I don't think we are in that particular instance of, of the, the downing of the Russian jet. Um, I think that the the even though both Putin and Tayyip uh, Davutoglu of Turkey are, you know, both uh, rather aggressive mm-hmm. uh, politicians, nonetheless, I think they're also pretty sensible when it comes down to it. Uh, I think the it, you know the 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 Archduke, <laughs> yeah. in the 1940, that I mean, there's a good point that you make, Henry, but um, I think people are aware. less interest in somehow solving the situation in Syria. Quite how that's resolved, Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I don't don't think anybody has. I think it's it's unlikely that you can put uh,
0: the toothpaste back into the tube, if you see what I mean. Well, we encourage our listeners to uh, check out the book, The World in Conflict, Understanding the World's Trouble Spots. John Andrews, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you, Henry. John Andrews, consultant editor for The Economist, Social City News up next.